I don't know. What if I? Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's the uh, Chance of Gaming podcast. This is episode thirty-six, and um, it's been a while. It really has. We haven't done an episode since July thirty, from what I'm seeing, almost a month, except for a little from supplement. The ashes of a broken kingdom, we rise again. Yeah. So uh, I'm Adam Chance, and with me always is Richard and Roy. Good evening, everyone. This is Rich. Hey, this is Roy. We're here. <laughs> and yeah, it's great. We're happy to be here. We're trying a new uh, podcast recording thing. We're going with Cast on uh, this one to just see. This is all completely in the cloud. We're literally just talking to each other on a website. And I'm supposed to be able to actually just edit it on the website, post, you know, from there, and yes. So, if this works, yay. If not, <laughs> we'll see you in another week. Of course, you won't know this because it didn't work, but you'll wonder where so we were. Does it, does it take the three different audio feeds, and you said it splits them up, right? Uh, kind of mix them together? It is odd It in how they do it, at least, like, for what it talks about. It, um... It says it does record them all independently and, like, kind of uploads them all to this, to the cloud, and you have a thing, but I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to see. Okay, well. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, honestly, one of the biggest problems we had in the last one or two failed attempts we had to record was, um,. My microphone, my Yeti microphone that I had to perform surgery on and bend a pin back into place in order for it to work. So that's the same one you're using now. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, I I fixed it and I bent the pin in, and there you go. So uh, I guess I should talk about our sponsor. It's um, alterdementia.com. And look, you've got to look at the show notes because it's like alter3dimensia.com. It's a whole thing. This is where you can get whatever you want printed out, 3D printed. And um, yeah, you can use our discount code of COG2019 for 20% off. You know, anytime I'm on the web or whatever and people talk about getting stuff printed and stuff, I usually try to spam that out. So, no, 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 look. Do this because I did see on Board Game Geek um, somebody 3D printed um, the actual submarine from U Boot. And he was like, okay, I can't sell this, but I contacted the company to see if they want the file I made. I mean, it's uh, that board game is really cool, and I've always thought like uh, it was kind of flimsy to actually just put the sub together each time you play. And but the guy that 3D printed, and I'll post this in the show notes. It looks amazing, and so yeah, I dropped it in there. I'm like, well, hey, if you need somebody to print it, go to alterdementia.com. Use this discount, COG2019, and get 20% off your printing. So there you go. Anyway, what have you guys been playing? Rich, you've been playing something. Did you got? Did you have that whole uh, shebang in um, St. Louis with what's his name? We did with Mike Denson, yeah. So last week, last Saturday, uh, for our monthly game day with uh, St. Louis Historical Gaming Society, we made our first pilgrimage out for our, to Miniature Market. We left our, our little church in Dogtown, and we're going to be meeting out at Miniature Market now. So there's a lot more space for us. Obviously, a lot more people are going to see us playing and hopefully get involved. And that was definitely the case last Saturday. We had, uh, I think we had 
13 or 14 people show up to play the last 100 yards with Mike Denson. Um, we interviewed him uh, a few months ago, and he's a super nice guy. This is his first game ever, but he's really into it. And the more I play it, the more I like it. It's, uh, it's a World War II tactical game. Um, and I've, other people have asked me about it because they know I'm a big ASL fan. And they say, well, you know, how's it compared to ASL? And it doesn't. But that's what I like about it because there's a lot of other games that, that feel like they're just trying to be almost ASL or ASL light or something like that. And this one is really a very different game. Um, this game, there's not, on, on any given turn, only one player gets to, uh, gets to be the active player. It's not like ASL where you have both guys will get to go and you have defensive fire and all that, but only one player gets to be the active player and the other player can only react to what his guys are seeing. Now, most of the time, you're still going to get a chance to do something because your guys can see what's going on. But you got to be careful because they won't be able to do more than one thing in any of the little turns. You have to decide who you're going to shoot and when. And sometimes there's a little bit of a gambling aspect, like this guy, I don't want him to shoot yet because I want you to react to me so that I can react to you. And there's a lot of really interesting decisions in it. Um, I got to play with mortars for the first time, and those were a lot of fun. Uh, in ASL, you have off-board artillery. In the last hundred yards, you have off-board mortar fire. So it's, it's similar in that respect, but it, it does work pretty differently. Um, one of the neat things I like about the last hundred yards is the fire resolution. Because basically you just, you stack up a bunch of counters of differ, differing fire intensities on an individual stack or a building or whatever. And then during the fire resolution, um, all of the, all of the minus ones and plus twos and everything that goes into that number has already been calculated for it, so it's just a die roll, and the only modifier is whatever that counter says, so anything from minus four to plus four. Um, and if you've got a stack of four of them on there, you roll all four dice, one for each of the, the modifiers, and then you just take whatever the one best result is. So, you know, if you get a bunch of rolls over 10 that are really good, only one of them is going to matter. If you've got four rolls and they all come up to a two, then it doesn't matter because you mess with everything to shot. So it's a really good game. We had a good time. And then sort of the highlight of my day was at the end of the day, I sat down with uh, a couple friends and Mike himself, and we played a, a four-player game with, with everything, artillery and mortars and infantry and everything. And Mike just really sort of walked us through um, the strategy that was involved in what he was thinking when he made the game. So like, this is, this is what you should do here. And this is why you should do it. You should wait for this. You should do this. And uh, that's, that's really the best part of playing with a game designer is finding out the background of why he designed things a certain way and how he thinks the game should work. So it was, it was a great time. We, I can't, uh, I can't say enough how, how great it was. So. So were you like, hey, um, I interviewed you a few months ago? Actually, I did, yeah. I said, yeah, we talked to you a couple months ago, and he absolutely remembered us. So he's done a lot of interviews and a lot of traveling. He's, he's showing his game to a lot of people. And the first expansion for it just went on the P500 this week. So I saw that, yeah. yeah paratroopers expansion went up for it. So, so he's, yeah, he's, he's making the rounds. He's a retired guy, so I think he's just traveling around, uh, pushing his game and teaching people his game. But it's good. I like it. And it's only like 40 bucks, so buy That's it. true. And buy it's not like ASL where you, I mean, really, ASL, the, except for the starter kits, but full ASL, the cost of entry is really uh, 180 bucks once you pay for the rule book and the first um, the first box. So Still cheaper than 40K. 
<laughs> and you don't have to paint the bedding. So. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Uh, yeah, look, that's that's very true. And I posted on Twitter, I think, last night that I have now become, I am a person I graduated with's kid is getting into 40K years old now. So yeah. he, like, he, uh, I saw him, he, he posted something on, like, um, a Facebook group of a group of guys I used to play with, my old gaming club. And I, I kind of recognized his name, and I was like, well, is your mom named Paige? And she's and he's like, um, yes, internet weirdo. How do you know that? And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I, I graduated high school with her. I thought that was, you know, who you are. And, yeah, so just kind of gone from there. So, eh, I just thought that was kind of neat. And he's like, oh, wow, really? It's like, you know, I'm like, yeah, it's a great group of guys down there and, you know, whatnot. And, you know, talk to this guy. And this guy's really cool, but he's really short. So just, you know, don't stare when you see him. And, you know, so anyway. So you didn't tell him about how freaky his mom was? Uh, that, well, it is weird. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, having to know these things. And as I've gotten older and as I've got become a parent, that is like a thing that I, that's been in my mind is like, you know, uh, friends of mine have had children that are now adults and stuff like that. And, and you just sit there and think, it's like, you know, you have no idea, like, you know, what your parents were doing when they were your age and whatnot. Which made me think, like, oh my gosh, what were my parents doing when they were my age? You know? Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. It's just a thing you think about when you get older, yeah. you know. But, yeah. So, anyway. But yeah, all that was before, you know, your digital media and stuff like that, so it's cool. Anyway. Tell us what about else? Gloomhaven. Yes. So I've been playing Gloomhaven with my 10-year-old, and she loves it. We're having the best time. She she really likes co-op games, and we decided to get into it after we finished up Imperial Assault, and I was a little worried that she wouldn't quite be able to grasp it, but she's doing great. So we played about, I think, four or five scenarios so far, and... She totally understands the game and the card play, which is a little complicated, and it can be it can be difficult. We've only failed one scenario so far. We replayed it and won it the second time. But yeah, I mean, having your uh, having your gaming buddy live with you is a good thing. So we've been playing a lot of Gloomhaven, and I still have my my other Gloomhaven group as well. We didn't play last week, but we're going to play against this Tuesday. So lots of Gloomhaven. Now that has entered into. Um... I think open access on Steam, if if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah I do remember that. Yep, Glim, and I've got it on Steam as well, just because I wanted to see how it is. It's it's very sort of primitive. That's not really fair. Um, the game looks polished, like all the, the animations and the, the mechanics and everything are good to go. But the campaign stuff is not in there. So if you're in it for the campaign, it's it's not there yet. They don't even have all the starting characters in yet. Like. I don't think they had the tinkerer yet, but um, it is early access, and their, their deal was if you bought early access, when they came out with everything else, you would get it as it came. So it's not like I'm going to have to buy the tinkerer later or whatever. So I just got it to play around with it, and it, it is fun. Um, it is The cards are, are pretty much the same, although I don't think you have full card selection, but you can kind of play around with the characters and see how they play. So that's a, that's a positive to it. Isn't it like like thirty bucks or something like? I think it's twenty five. Yeah, forty five. Ah, it's just no, a little. 25. I think it's twenty five. Okay, I yeah. don't know. But it might be more when it comes out full. I I'm not sure. 
Uh, yeah, I figured, I, I figured I'd get my money's worth out of that. Hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm I'm cheap, especially when stuff is on Steam. <laughs> I I know it will go on sale for you know sixty percent off somewhere. You know, at some points so I'll wait. So <laughs> that yeah, so I'll I'll get that, especially like whenever it gets out of early access and go from there. But anyway. Yeah, I'm sure it will, but. I don't play that many computer games, but I've got a few that I, you know, get on now and then. So, Gloomhaven is one of them. Yeah, I've been. Tr uh, a friend of mine has been after me to uh, do uh, Scythe on Steam. I own it, but haven't even played the tutorials yet. So, yeah, I'll get. I don't know. Get around to that eventually, I guess. And then the other game I've been playing is I just set up. So I've got a great big game table. I, I finally got my game room set up. My daughter's old bedroom, she moved out. She's getting married, and she's already moved out. So I turned her bedroom into my game room. I've got a huge game table. In fact, it's big enough that I can keep Unconditional Surrender Europe and Gloomhaven set up on the same table, which is amazing. All right. Wow. Yeah. Odd flex, but okay. <laughs> yeah, but so it's, what is it? I think it's. I think the table is 8 by 4 so it's nice and big. Um, but we've got Unconditional Surrender Europe, which is a GMT World War II in Europe game. Um, and a friend of I, mine, we've been playing through some of the, like, the starting and the learning scenarios. And we actually got, I don't know if, if anyone has played it and they're listening, we made it up to the Mediterranean scenario a few months ago. And that particular scenario was so boring that we just kind of lost interest. But we decided just to go ahead and jump into the main event, and we're going to play the full campaign, all of World War II in Europe. And it's a really good game. It's got it's got good strategy, and it's got politics in it. So I'm playing Germany. We're early on in the war. I've conquered Poland already. I've got Italy on my side. I'm working on getting some other nations to join me. So it's a lot of fun. Um, it's going to take a while to play through the whole campaign, but I've got it set up, and don't have any caps or anything to knock it around so it'll just stay there until we're done so is this like a ocs or something like that no it's not ocs um it's it's definitely a strategic scale game it's much bigger like uh like the map is like i think it's 44 inches across or something but it's all of europe it's got just a little bit of north africa in it um it doesn't do any of the pacific stuff at all but uh, the counter density is actually pretty low. There's no stacking at all. Um, so every counter is a full army. Um, I mean, the only stacking is you can stack an air wing with an army or something like that. But you can't stack two armies on top of each other. So it's just one hex, one army, you know, move the pieces around. It's got basically zones of control, so it's very sticky. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a big game. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. And, uh, Roy, you've been playing Cub, which I have to say is, like, the weirdest name I've... Yeah, so, so tell me about Cub. This is actually Koob. It's a... Koob. Uh, this is a, uh... What, you act like I pronounce things correctly. Oh, well, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, last weekend I went and, uh, had a reunion with some people that I work with, and I realized I've known these people for, in round numbers, 30 years. Um, but, uh, Koob is a lawn game that's played with, uh, there's a king in the middle, and it's all just kind of hacked out of uh, four by four lumber. There's a king in the middle, and then there are um, five cubes on a side that kind of are at the baseline, and you're throwing batons, which are about a, 
maybe a 15 inch dowel trying to knock over the cubes on the other baseline and if you knock it over then they throw it into the middle past the uh, center line and they have to knock that over before they can knock down yours uh, and then once you can get all of the opponents uh, cubes knocked over you can throw at the king which stands in the middle so that's kind of an it's a taller and it's a little bit of an obstacle there that uh, you have to be careful not to knock it over before you knock over the other ones so it's uh, kind of there's a little bit of strategy to it and um, did I just say strategy strategy to it strategery and there you go yep. is this a regional game because I've um, never heard of this before you, there's it's a uh, yeah it's well it's originally a Viking game and apparently the the uh, uh, championships are held in Eau Claire Wisconsin okay and uh, so Wisconsin yeah so the, the my friend that uh, has the game. He made a cube set. He is from um, Decorah, Iowa, which is on the very northeast corner of Iowa. So it's a very, um, they're very friendly with the with the uh, people in Wisconsin. So I think that's kind of how it how it crept over the border. But it's it's kind of like darts, I guess, and horseshoes. Uh, but all the pieces are wooden, and um, you, you throw six batons on a side, so you can play with one, two, or three, or you know you can play odd numbers too. So one side or one player will will throw two, and another will throw uh, yeah, well whatever. But anyway, you can uh, you can play it in teams, um, and it's uh, just a lawn game. So sort of like horseshoes, but with with wood and little uh, kingmen and everything. I like this. I like this idea. I really do. And I'm seeing on Amazon you can get a uh, a set which is 21 pieces of wood for uh, about 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I want to throw stuff and knock it down. This sounds really cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, Coob I played uh, last weekend, and then I've been playing a lot of darts again. I've got a dartboard set up in my garage, and we've been my wife and I have been playing quite a bit. So. And I wonder if I'm competitive. I mean, I'm competitive with her, but I don't know if, like, if I went to a dart tournament, if I get my ass handed to me or not. Um, I never really know until, you know, trial by fire, I guess. I've talked about this on episodes that did not air, but uh, it's always interested me. But the only place I can find to actually play it locally is like in Murderville, Mississippi, so I don't go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, just just kind of a thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've I've really thought about like kind of clearing a path in the garage and and setting up a board, but and uh, and giving it a shot. I mean, cause. Come on, you're throwing a sharp object at something. That's that's got to be fun. Yeah. So you know. Uh, and so then uh, this past uh, Friday game night, I played Ticket to Ride Nordic, um, and this was precipitated by one of our game night friends has a German exchange student staying with them, and he is from. It's about a two-hour drive to Denmark, so he is on the very northern end of Germany. Uh, so we were like, okay, where are you from? So we pulled out this map. We pulled out uh, turn and taxis to uh, um, look at the at the Germany map. He's like, well, no, I'm farther north than this. So like, well, what other world maps do we have? Well, this okay. We got out Eurorails. So Eurorails was the key. And he said, oh yeah, this I'm I'm right here by this dot. 
And so I looked at the map. I said, well, so you must be, you must specialize in, in uh, machinery and imports then, right? Um, because that was right near Hamburg is where he's from. But we uh, played Ticket to Ride Nordic because it was kind of his in his neck of the woods. And he, I was surprised he was not that much of a gamer because, I mean, that's kind of the, I guess, the stereotype with Germans nowadays is that they're crazy about board games. But hmm. he okay. was not. Um <laughs> But we taught him Ticket to Ride Nordic, and I believe he played uh, Century Spice Road. But I did not play that. Um, so, have either of you, you guys have played Ticket to Ride before, haven't you? Yeah, but only the the original one. Okay. So Nordic is uh, is is kind of Christmas themed, I guess. And there's uh, fairies and tunnels are on it too. It's kind of one of the advanced mechanics. I'm sorry, what were you going to say, Rich? Oh, when you said fairies, I was thinking of F-A-I-R-E-S, and that didn't make any sense. Oh, no, no, yeah, oh, sorry. No. <laughs> yeah. So like you... with wings and magic and shit? <laughs> yeah, okay, that, that would be really cool. So uh, Nordic has the tunnel mechanic, which says that if you, you can play, the tunnel is, let's say, three purple long, but you have to have... You lay down your three, and then they, the the dealer cuts three cards off the top of the deck, and if any of them are purple, you have to pay that many additional. So a what you were expecting to be a three could be as much as a six-card tunnel that you'd have to build. So you either have to, like, try it over multiple turns and fail multiple times, which happened several times when we were playing it, or you have to have kind of a cushion uh, figured into the cards that you're going to lay down. And then uh, the ferries require locomotives to be played on part of the, which are the wild cards, to be played on part of the route. So that's uh, Ticket to Ride Nordic, which is all the Scandinavian countries. Okay. It's got to be weird to, like, you know, you talk to somebody that lives, like, two hours from another country. You know, I guess kind of like Roy may be that way. You know, you're pretty close to Canada. You're at least closer to Canada than I am. I'll Mm -hmm. say that. I think for me to get to another country, probably Mexico would be the closest, and it's probably about 16 hours, yeah. some you know, 12, 16 hours, something like that, well, to get over to Mexico. Five, four, five hours to go to Detroit and cross, <laughs> a, cross the bridge there. And, well, and Detroit is, in fact, like a third world country, so... Well, yeah, you know, I I understand, but yeah, and uh, it's yeah, I don't know. It's it, that's just the whole thing like with Europe. Everything is so like, oh, okay, I'm going to go drive over and to Belgium and get some beer and chocolate and then drive over to France and buy some bread and then come back home. <laughs> and it's yep. like, man, it's like I can do that if I go to different states, you know, for mm-hmm. sure, but yeah, whatever. My mom and I are talking about taking a trip to Hungary in a couple of years and I was just looking up the size and the whole country of Hungary is smaller than Missouri, and that just that seems weird to me. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah, like uh, the UK is like the size of like Louisiana. Yeah. And because uh, I I had a friend that went recently, and he like drove, you know, because you just think like, okay, I'm driving to from like Mississippi, South Mississippi to Canada, but no, 
when he wanted to go to Scotland, driving from like London to you know Scotland just took just hours, you know. And it's like, wow, I'm here. I'm at the end of the the freaking country. It's it's a thing, and yeah, so just interesting. Mm-hmm. All this stuff is small compared to our big giant country, which is made up of you know. 50 freaking states and yeah well, it's the whole thing i've heard the opposite thing about european tourists when they come to the united states they're like well you know we'd like to go to the grand canyon and we'd like to go to uh, uh you know to see yellowstone so you know <laughs> we could do one in the morning and the other in the afternoon that'd be all right wouldn't it <laughs> i want to go to new york and los angeles can we yeah. go to new york in the morning and los angeles in the afternoon yeah. no not really <laughs> Look, it is weird. Like, I noticed, like, Mantic Games, they, they sent me an email about, that was literally, the subject title was, Win a Trip to America. And I was like, hold on, you have my attention. Let me let me read this. And what it is, is the, the Kings of War um, U.S. Championships. Apparently, like, this weekend is the, the European ones. And so there'll be uh, another one, you know, in the U.S. And it just made me laugh. And when you think about, like, what is, you know, a trip to America... What what would you want to come to see if you're if you're not from here? I mean, sure, you want to go to New York, or maybe like L.A., but past that, like what? You know, it's like, do you want to go to like Iowa yeah. <laughs> or Ohio? You know, or, or Miss? You know, at least like with like Mississippi, you know, you could be like, well, I'm really into the blues, so you know, I, I want to go down there and and see that kind of whole thing. Or I really want to go to like some beaches, so I'm going to go to Florida. But, you know, come on, what does New Mexico have? It's like, you know, I really want to go where it's super hot. That is... And, um, and a desert. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, just, just made me laugh about when it went a trip to America, you know. <laughs> Welcome you, to Grundy Center, Iowa. Yeah, I know. It's like, you, you th- yeah, Columbia, Mississippi, that's where you go in this tiny little town. So, anyway. So, uh, then I played uh, Viva Java Dice. So, there's a, there's a game... the game called Viva Java, which is a worker placement game, I think. I've never played it, actually. But uh, Viva Java Dice is, uh, it's a dice, it's a roll-and-write game um, that's coffee-themed, and it's kind of, it's coffee Yahtzee, essentially. But it's charming and, and engaging, and it, and Rich, i got to say, it really fills the niche of coffee shop game, because it's themed <laughs> just the way you need it to be. You to get so a free uh, Starbucks gift card in every box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on your turn, you roll five dice, and you're trying to make your best Yahtzee hand. And um, if you have a good one, you can choose the feature blend and put your dice on the card and say, okay, I'm going to, I think this is good enough that it will endure for a full turn. Um, and then everybody has a chance to beat that in their roll. So if you roll like a, like a two, three, five, uh, full house. So like two two ones and three twos. That's a full house, but it's not that great of a full house. Um, and so somebody might be able to beat it. But when it comes back around to you, if you're still holding that card, then you get some additional points. Um, and then you like degrade it a little bit, and you have the chance to let it ride again. And it might still be a good uh, uh, a good Yahtzee hand. Um, but every turn it gets a little bit worse, and people get a chance to to uh, knock it down and if you decide not to take a feature blend then you can do research and which will give you special um, abilities like a re-roll or you can you can uh, turn a die to a higher number or whatever Uh, 
So yeah, it's it's essentially it's it's Yahtzee, but it's coffee themed. Mm. I've always wanted to play that um, just because I like coffee. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And I've been playing Star Wars Legion, so I've I've got my board kind of halfway completed. I so I made a modular board that will knock down into three pieces, um, and it's painted. And I've got some terrain that I've made out of uh, foam and a and a hot wire cutter. And so I've been enjoying that. I got that set up in my garage too. Um, so it's I like playing in the garage because there, there's plenty of room, and I can keep the garage door open. And then when the nights are pleasant, it's kind of cool. How is the weather up there? Uh, today was lovely, about seventy and breezy with sun. Hmm. It's we're Still, in that, that golden uh, era of no AC and no furnace, where I don't have to run either one. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have a tough time playing that in the garage in Michigan in January, though. Right? Yeah, for sure. Although I do have a space heater, I can set that up in there. <laughs> yeah, still about like uh, 85 and raining down nice. here. All right. It's pr- pretty much where it stands. So. Uh, I haven't really been playing anything. I did want to talk about NashCon was this weekend, and I'm seeing tons of really cool pictures on Facebook, and I may do a little post. Is that Nashville? To- tomorrow, yeah. Okay. Um, I really want to um, to go next year. Uh, I had an opportunity to go this year, but I just I was like, eh, I just can't do it. I'm doing too much. And um, I so is that can't- is that gaming? Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, it's just tabletop gaming, and it's actually one of the, um, there's, um, I cannot think of the name of it, there's a group of historical miniature gamers, and they, this is one of their official conventions, and, uh, yeah, so, I, I know, uh, a bunch of, fr- they have, like, competitions or something? No, it's just what they consider just kind of just an official convention. Like, I know Recon in Orlando is one. It's for, like, it's like HMG something south. And they do, like, the the ones in the southeast. They do NashCon. They do Recon in Orlando. Uh, I want to say they do the Siege of Augusta, but I could be wrong. And uh, generally, you can go to these things and find historical games that's kind of like what they're made for but you know there's also like 40k there's age of sigmar you know this kind of stuff going on and i'm really digging the pictures i'm seeing it looks pretty cool i have friends up there that are doing um kings of war big kings of war tournament so i'm gonna try to uh post some pictures uh tomorrow of it but yeah and hopefully i can get up there and uh play next year anyway so, uh, what's on your radar is our next segment, and somebody uh, sent me this on Twitter, and I think it's like the greatest thing ever, and this is Duck Quest. This looks Fan- hysterical. I know. Fantasy role-playing. Uh, these are miniatures for uh, your fantasy role-playing games. And um trying to think, what is that um, RPG that actually has duck people as a thing? It, it's one of the uh, the older ones, and I cannot think of the name of it. I don't know um, Ah, shit. We've talked about it before, but anyway, I'll figure it out and post it in the show notes. These would be great for it. Uh, I really dig the um, uh, the figures in this one, um, especially like uh, they do Dambo, which is a take on the Slambo uh, Chaos uh, 
Marine champion for 40k or fantasy, either one. And uh, yeah, these are just really cool uh, anthropomorphic duck miniatures. I I love the you've got like the zombie duck, you've got like the the ghost reaper duck, and not only that, there's children of the corn, which adds like ravens to it. Oh, I wonder if it's close. It's a quote the Raven thing, but I wonder if that's also supposed to be Kvothe. Could be. Oh yeah, they got Turtle Warriors tossed in there too. It's it's a pretty cool thing, and apparently this is kind of like a one man band kind of thing. This is Darcy Perry, and he's the one that actually sculpted and painted these. And these are There's metal dragon. Yeah, these are all metals, and the, uh, this is a, a New Zealand-based uh, Kickstarter, which means your uh, Freedom Dollars go about 50% further than they normally would. So you can get, uh, I think, for 12 for 8 bucks, you can get, like, one figure out of it. Or for 52 you can get all the heroes, the champions, and the minions of it. And then for, like, 103 like, you get it all, like, um, plus the rules and stuff. So, it's really cool. And I'll have this link in the show notes. Uh, it's just kind of neat, kind of whimsical figures. Oh, yeah, they also got, like, mushroom people in here. So, this and is I, not a figure, there, but there's a, a artwork of a duck dragon. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. For Quack Keep. Yeah, yeah that looks really cool. <laughs> yep. And uh, especially because it's feathered. It's a feathered dragon. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it looks pretty cool. So, and yeah, if you scroll down, there's like a duck female warrior complete with cleavage, which is weird because <laughs> ducks, are, ducks aren't mammals, and I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know the science here. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But they do have breasts. Uh, yes, that's true. <laughs> they do have breasts, but yes. But yeah, I don't know. It's a whole thing. And uh, so, anyway... The next thing was Tapestry by Stonemeyer Games. And uh, this is from Jamie Stegmeyer, our close personal friend at Stonemeyer Games. And Roy, you're familiar with this a little bit? Yeah, I watched uh, some of the How to Play video, and the gameplay looks. It, it, well, I, I, Jamie might get a little upset with me. Because um, <laughs> he's, de- he's definitely listening. I'm sure he, he is. He, yes. Yeah. Uh, the gameplay very much reminds me of Scythe. So, I mean, I'm sure that it was kind of uh, inspired by Scythe a little bit. So, you're leading your civilization through five different eras, from, like, the hunter-gatherer to the spacefarer um, ages. And so, there's there's four technology tracks that are on the outside of the board, and there's a continent in the middle. And on your turn, you're going to improve your... On one of those tracks, you're going to go up a little bit so like one of them was exploration so if you if you make your exploration better you can eventually get canoes and then wagons and then at some point you say okay i'm i'm done with this era i'm going into the next era and then there's some kind of transition that happens where you jump into the next era so you you decide when you advance um but there's also there's a bunch of um building figures in there that look very lovely and and the uh, video I was watching they were painted and I'm not sure if they come that way I'm guessing they don't um, but the the figure you have your capital city is in a smaller map in front of you and then the bigger map um, 
shows the overview of the continent. So you're expanding your territory, and then your capital city, you are uh, placing pieces, and there are different shapes. So you get a, there's a little bit of a Tetris element, I think, there to fit those in there. Um, now, I will say on the, uh, the link we'll have in the show notes, which is the official uh, webpage for it, it says 18 unique painted landmark painted. miniatures. All right. Painted, yeah. Yeah, the, the miniatures are cool. Um, so, anyway, Tapestry, I think, is coming out uh, maybe ne- next month. I like how they have the barn that reminds me of that, uh, I think it's a Fisher-Price barn I had as a kid, like when you opened up the door of the cow mood. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, we're old enough to know that. <laughs> so, the, uh, the players are asymmetrical, like Scythe, and you have the buildings that set on your card, and as you uncover them, uh, you gain what's underneath if they're on the board. So that's, that's why I say it kind of it, yeah. it feels inspired by Scythe like that. With everything being asymmetrical, um, but anyway, that's uh, tapestry. Yeah, he I guess. At Gen Con, right? Pardon me. He announced it at Gen Con, I think. I, I think he did. I'm not for yeah. sure though. And see, now I want to know: Do you think it'll be as big as Wingspan? Well, I wonder. I'm guessing that he's he he really got stung with that, so I hope that. Uh, <laughs> He's immediate. He's immediately. There'll be like a two million pre-order for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, two two million units. You know, just in case. Just so, in case it doesn't go well. I, I hope this works out for him, and it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh so the next one we have is Warfare, and that is F A I R E weekend. And um, yeah, this is coming up in November, <laughs> and. In St. Louis, yes? Oh, did we lose Richard? Golly, it sounds like we lost everyone. No. No, I, hear no, I can hear it. Okay. It's in St. Louis, right? It is. This is the one I've mentioned a couple times before. I might be on the lost recordings that are just for our premium Patreon. Um, right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's here in November, and honestly, Adam, it looks like it's, it's right up your alley. It's lots of tabletop stuff. There's, there's War Machine, there's X-Wing, there's Legion. Uh, there's Twilight Imperium. Um, there's a lot of stuff going. Honestly, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it because I got a lot going on with my daughter's wedding right around then. Um, but I'm just—I think it's cool that it's here in St. Louis, and it looks like it's going to be a fun weekend. So it looks like there's going to be a Twilight Imperium tournament. Yeah, I saw—I saw that too. There is. <laughs> Yikes! Spend your whole Wait. time playing Twilight Imperium. Yeah. So. I love Twilight Imperium, but I'm just trying to think, okay, so let's say you play Thursday and you win, then you got to play again Friday. Can you imagine playing like three or four games of Twilight Imperium? Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) That would break your brain. For sure. I don't know. Some people live for that shit, though. They're like, yes, that is me. This is, I love this game and I'll, I'll do it. I, I've seen them at like other conventions where they'll like, there'll be a convention and they'll have a tournament for, you know, obscure rule set of whatever that lasts three days. And they'll have, like, 16 people in it. And that's all they do is sun up to sun down is, is they're in this tournament. Train yeah. gamers are like that. Like the pick up and deliver train games. Oh, yes. Like Euro Rails or Empire Builder. Yeah. Those, eight, those weird 18XX people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
I'm just excited. I mean, I think this looks really cool, and I I had never heard of this before, so I don't know if this is their first year, but it looks like they're well organized. It looks like they got a lot going on, and I think it's cool it's here in St. Louis. So maybe next year. And I see uh, the the next thing that we have is Kansas City War Game Festival Historic Fest. Yeah. So a friend of mine, Matt Peterson, he's um, I can push another podcast, a history. Uh, uh, History on the Table podcast. Yeah, he's the one that won the Red Dragon. Yeah, but yeah. Matt is is throwing this one next year. So this is next June in Kansas City, and he's he's starting a war game festival up there. There's going to be a next war con. There's going to be a uh, last hundred yards tournament. Holland Spiel is one of the sponsors, so he's going all out. And I definitely want to let everyone know about it. Um, I think I was the first one to register, so. If you want to register, you can come join me in Kansas City next June. And I'll keep talking about it just because I want everyone to know about it. Dang, I'm actually interested in this. Okay, first of all, first of all, low-key jealous that when I click on this con that's going on under featured sponsors, there's a podcast there that's not mine. Just <laughs> nope. low-key low key jealous. You okay, I mean... Money. <laughs> we did we did sponsor you know um, Dice Tower Con, but we didn't get any credit. You know, it's just the whole thing. But anyway, and we were we were sponsors of the uh, the game day with Mike Denson last week. That's true. That's that is very true. But they didn't put our logo up, which made me sad. Well, we were on there. We were on the uh, the release. Oh, okay. That's nice. That's nice. Maybe maybe someone's listening now. <laughs> look, uh, look. Nothing weirds me out more. Than like when I'm just like on the internet and I'm talking about gaming and some group or whatever, and somebody goes, "Hey, are you the guy that that has the chance to gaming podcast?" And I'm like, "Um, <laughs> yes." You know, I mean, honestly, really, it depends. Maybe you didn't check to see if he was holding like a bike chain or a bat or something. <laughs> I, I know, I know. It's like, wait, maybe, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Why? What are you saying? It's like, oh man, I, you know, I love listening to you guys or whatever. It's just weird. It's just weird to me that we've actually that I can accidentally run into people that like listen. But anyway, this actually looks cool, and now I need to figure out uh, how far is Kansas City from me. I wonder. Yeah, well, it's. It's just on the other side of Missouri, so it's about four hours from St. Louis. So, however far to St. Louis, plus four. Now, see, they got they have it says political games and eighteen XX games. So I maybe could talk my friend Christopher into going because yeah. that's like you know his his thing. Well, they're gonna have Let's a lot there. Like I said, they're gonna do a, they're gonna have next floor because um, Mitch is gonna be up there, and they're gonna have. I think Mike Denson is coming up for a uh, last hundred yard uh, tournament, as well as. Some other stuff too, so that'll be fun. Let's see. Do, 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 do. We're, we're doing live googling here. Let's see. Uh, it is holy shit! It's ten hours for me. Dad gum. <laughs> Let's see. I have to go all the way up through Memphis, and I cut over through Arkansas. I go all the way over to Springfield, and then come come all the way up to Kansas City. Yep. That's it. Uh, it. The weird thing is that saves me 24 minutes rather than going all the way up to St. Louis and then coming over to the left. But see, if I go to St. Louis, we could carpool. That's right, we can. I get get all the way over, and yeah, I've been driving for six hours, so I would need you to drive the further <laughs> forward. <laughs> or I could. I, I love how it's like. Well, you could just fly, motherfucker, for uh, and it's three hours and fifty minutes, but it's three hundred and sixty-three dollars. <laughs> So there you go. 
Ah, man, I, I'm kind of kind of interested in that. Yeah. Um, th- is this like the first time it will be? Yes, this will be the first one. Okay. And you know, uh, I see they got MMP on board. Yep. Are they local to you guys? Are they? I have no idea where they are. Oh, MMP is. I think they're in Illinois. They're not far from here. They're a Midwestern company, but I think they're in Illinois. I see. They also have the National World War One Museum, which I'm not familiar with. I'm very familiar with the National World War Two Museum. I've had several friends that work there, but I don't know the World War One Museum. Yeah, so, I've never hmm. been there either, but I'm definitely going. So. Okay, and Holland Spiel, nice. Well, you think we we could actually meet them? That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, uh, I had one y- thing to add on to the yes. what's, what's on your radar. I added it there, um, underneath historicfest.com. It's spirit, it's spirit up. That's yes. what I was going to. Yes. So um, this is a, a Kickstarter that was put up by a friend of a friend of mine, uh, and I don't really know anything about it. But those are the best kind of friends. I guess so. Yeah. Um, so it's a card game, and so they're eighty-three percent funded with nine days to go, and I can't really vouch for anything in it, but I just thought I'd mention it that it was out there, and um, they have about eight, what, about six hundred bucks to go. So it's a it's a card game that is um, lends itself to big groups and um, performance and improv. And so it's uh, kind of a, a game to make people feel better. Yeah, it's like a $28 buy-in. Yeah. Is, uh, you, you get kind of the whole thing, or you can buy three of them for whatever reason for 75 And, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I kind of like the, the artwork and stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind so of pretty the, trippy. The creator, uh, Ellie Yates, is the, is the friend of a friend, and she is a muralist and has done artwork, I guess, and I don't... I can't vouch for any of her artwork either, but um, so anyway, I just thought I'd throw that on there for people to check out if they were interested in it. It yeah, it looks very yes, very interesting. Reading some of the cards, bathe in bliss. You sure brought it to me. Okay, perfect. I can't wait to see what you do next. And oh, okay, yeah, my my personal favorite is um, read aloud. Superstars, please intone the sound. Ah, while beating your chest like an inspired gorilla as you keep repeating after me starting now. I love me as I am. I love me as I am. And then at the end you go, rawr, oh yeah, love me as I am. So yes, this is this is cool. So You should, you should check this out. There you go. There you go. All I, right. just, I threw it on at the last minute. But there it is. So if, if somehow someone just like happened to listen to just the last minute of the show, they'd think that they were listening to like Russian secret codes or something. It could be, yes. <laughs> it's the number station. <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right. All right. The, uh, the first thing of news we have is Rick Loomis, an influential game designer and publisher, has died at age 72. I had seen, uh, I think for the past week or so, people kind of spamming a uh, GoFundMe yep. for him uh, to help with his medical bills because we live in a uh, post-capitalistic hellscape. And um, where GoFundMe yeah. stands in place for health insurance. <sighs> yeah, it is. It's like, look, I, I mean, I just, I like, I met my deductible like two weeks ago. 
And so I'm finally getting some things seen to that I need to. One of it was like an MRI. And they're like, okay, well, you still have to pay like $200 up front before we can do this. And I'm like, what? Really? Uh, anyway. So, uh, yeah, anyway. I was not that familiar with him. So I kind of thought maybe was this a board game guy or whatever. And I go to look it up. And he is the founder of Flying Buffalo. And uh, he did a lot of stuff with um, Tunnels and Trolls. Mm -hmm. He specifically is known for, um, with Catalyst Game Labs, doing the uh, the content of like Grim Truth's Traps and the City Books, which they are currently available benefiting... Um, it, well, it was benefiting for his medical bills, and I guess now at this point it would be benefiting his widow um, and family through um, Humble Bundle or Bundle of Holding. Anyway, I'll have that posted in the uh, the show notes so you can see where you can get all these and stuff. So um, so he's kind of really big in the, uh, what is it, the old school role-playing, the OCR type uh, circles. So thought that was interesting. So, yeah, it seemed like he was kind of in the same realm as like Dave Arneson and Gary Gygax as one of the kind of the pioneers. Yeah, and uh, I will say when uh, Richard Berg died, in the last GMT update email they sent out, they posted a picture of his playing card. And I was like, what? What is this? And I go to look it up, and Flying Buffalo, the Rick Loomis's company, did a, um, a deck of cards based around game companies and designers, which I thought was oh, really, wow. really cool. And I'll, I'll have that posted in the show notes as well. And I think they're about to do another one, but you can get uh, like the past uh, two or three that they did. And I just thought that was kind of cool. I've always thought like hey, it'd be really neat if we did that like with podcasters or stuff. Not that we could get in <laughs> to it. You know, it would be like, you know... Tom Vassell and Bebo and, you know, the rest of them. But um, I guess if they run out, they're like, well, you can be, you know, the, the three of diamonds, we suppose. You know, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we could get in that way. But uh, I just thought that was neat that they did that. And um, I love, like, you go to flyingbuffalo.com, and you can absolutely tell an older person kind of runs this, has does this thing because it it very much is a late nineties early two thousands type web page. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think it's a GeoCities logo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, literally. That's uh, yeah. If uh, am I missing that? Yeah, that would be a thing. And yeah, it has like all his kind of stuff. But yeah, the um, the poker deck is what I was thinking about. They have like Frank Chadwick, Mark Miller, you know, Steve Jackson, who is much younger looking than I imagined him to be. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's I I really think these are kind of cool, just Boy, those. This this bums me out from the Flying Buffalo page. He says, thanks for all the good wishes regarding my cancer diagnosis. I started treatment a couple months ago, and the prognosis is very good, but I will probably be very slow at responding. Uh, and more yeah. thanks for those of you who brought something in the last weeks. All the extra money helps. See you at Origins in a couple days. Uh, well, I I will say I I do believe he did attend Origins. Okay. I, I think so. You know, because that was before Gen Con, so that was a couple months ago. And um, I mean, he did die, and that's sad. He did die of cancer, and that's sad. But he is seventy three, so mm -hmm. I always think of that. You know, you lived a good long life. It's not like you know you were fifty three. 
or something, you yeah. know, where that's, that's kind of your life cut short. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And um, I will, I see, I think I have the, they, they made Tunnels and Trolls into an iOS app where it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure thing. Mm-hmm. And I've played that a little bit and kind of think that's neat. But, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he. this guy also, Rick Loomis, also did the um, the nuclear war card game thing that I always remember uh, being on the uh, shelf back in the 90s. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, that's Rick Loomis. Very sad. Rest in peace. So, uh, The next thing we have, we already talked about Gloomhaven on Steam Early Access. And um, the uh, next thing we had is we continually talk about this this uh game and company rich this is more dogs with machine guns I know. for you i was just thinking about these last night because i was over at my uh my in-laws house and we're sitting outside they, they live kind of out in the country with a fire going and there's this little access road and they've got the woods behind their house and everything but um when my kids were little my father-in-law used to tell them the story of the killer deer that used to come hunt down kids and everything and it's been a long stay drop yeah, you dropped out there. Oh, when no. your ki- when your kids were little, yeah. your father-in-law used to tell them a story about the killer deer, and they would all be afraid of it. And it's been a long-standing joke. Son of um, God, I know it's Richard. Yeah, it's his. Uh, the killer deer. So yeah. anyway, um, we were joking last night that the cars driving up and down the road were the the deer that had now climbed into cars to hunt down the kids and all I could think of was <laughs> This story like, can never live up to the hype now. Curse you um, internet. Yeah, it's never gonna work. It's it's gonna be the story that was never told. And that <laughs> is the first time that I met President Clinton. And that's why you always leave a note. <laughs> a note. <laughs> uh, okay. I have no idea how much of that even got recorded. But. Well, it's like a whole thing. It's like Russia doesn't want you to tell your story. So anyway, you know, yeah, I'm they're out. throttling back that internet server there. So, well, I, you know, I hate, you know, this is El Blado Combat Patrol miniature game that we've talked about multiple times. I think Richard has got a um, a Twitter avatar once or twice from it, and uh, yeah, it's anthropomorphic um, animals with machine guns. And uh, yeah, they it it's now available. It's it's out of out of beta, and uh, you can get it. And uh, it is possible there are some killer deer in there. It's this was a it had a Kickstarter campaign, and it's done, and now it's available in um, actual retail release. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about the killer deer. Maybe if he like emails it to us, and we do a dramatic reading. Of it. Oh, uh, yeah. That could be it. Uh, the next thing we have is Mantic Previews Kings of War 3rd Edition. And uh, this is kind of like really a, a, a big thing for them. I know Kings of War is gotten really big in areas around me. In the Memphis area, there's a good group. And um, I even did a Kings of War supplemental episode with uh, Rob from the Countercharge uh, podcast. And I'll probably do another episode when uh, this third edition comes out. So this is a big deal, and just in the sense of if you want to push ranks and flanks, you know, you want to have your 
your little dudes in a square moving around and yeah this is this is it i have no idea what will be in this third edition what will change it's supposedly just you know kind of fixing up some stuff and making it nice and neat and and whatnot but they're going to have a new two-player starter set which has some creepy I don't know, Scarecrow-looking guys and some Water Tribe Nordic-looking guys with also giants. So, don't know what that's about. Kind of announced it at Gen Con, and uh, yeah. So, we'll continue to cover that as it goes. And I guess the, the last thing we have is uh, there's a new edition of Successors is coming to Kickstarter. Now, you have now this is a Richard Bird game, right? Yes, yes, it is. Oh, okay. It's now Ghostberg. Feminine <laughs> Tenberg, so two good designers. I, I actually have the, I don't know, the old one. I don't know what edition it is, but I've got it. So this is like basically after um, Alexander's death, and he's like, you know, you guys should, you know, I want it like left this way and be in peace and whatnot. And, like, all his generals are like, whatever, dude, we're fighting for this. And so, yeah, that's they just kind of carve up his empire. I don't, do you have any idea, like, what the scale of this might be or anything? I don't know. I picked it up at Dice Tower Con, and I haven't had a chance to play it yet. So we were going to play it uh, last month, because after Richard Bird died, we were talking about playing some of his games, uh, but we didn't get around to this one. So I will let you know. I mean, just looking at the, the game, it's, you know, the map stretches from basically Greece into, you know, Persia. Little, it doesn't really, it, it's got Egypt and Libya in it, so, you know, Carthage area, I guess, depending on the time scale, but nothing like in the Iberian Peninsula or anything over there. So that, the board that you see there, do you see that on the website? Um, let me click on source. I click oh, on source, yeah, it brings sorry. me to a Kickstarter. Where is it? If you scroll down a little bit. I'm just trying to get the orientation of the board there. Uh, I don't see yeah. it. Like that, the, so, that scale is exactly the same as the old one. Okay. So, are we are we looking west? Is the You're top looking, of the board west? Correct. Okay. All yeah. Right. I was trying to figure out what was what there. Hmm. So this is because the old game is a GMT game. Mm -hmm. Oh, see, that's what I thought, and it looks like somebody else will be publishing this version. Yeah, interesting. And it comes with the siege tower. Hmm. Okay. Well, it might be interesting. And siege tower uh, and miniatures, because you can't have a game without miniatures anymore. No, never. <laughs> why would Why would you want to? That would be terrible. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Did we? Oh. Many what? Back in a nice six see, I can't see any of this. Like, I click on the thing, and you can see this in the show notes. It'll be the whole uh, thing. And see, I click on source, and it just brings me over to like this little thing of um, it just says phalanx. Yeah, yeah. we'll let let you know. Just blah blah blah. Scroll down from there. Well, okay. I get. Uh, don't you love lie? Oh yes, I see it. Sorry, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. 48-hour free bonus, uh, the Siege Engine miniature. Okay, they want $49,000 for this. For one copy? 
Uh, yeah. Well, okay. First of all, it's in pounds, which is never good for us over here until until that whole Brexit thing happens. Man, the day Brexit happens, man, I'm going to be ordering all kinds of rule books and figures and all kinds of stuff as the pound just bottoms out. Isn't uh, But isn't uh, Games Workshop trying to kind of... Oh, yeah, 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 that won't work for them because yeah. they've already established, like, no, 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 you, we, we see the writing on the wall, so we're going to go ahead and state that this stuff is X amount of dollars in your currency, yeah. period. It's like won't regional change. pricing or something yes, like that? Yes, regional pricing, okay. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 65 pounds, you get just, like, one copy and whatever the usurper's ring and stretch goals are. Yeah, 65 pounds, I mean, probably 75, 80 bucks. Yeah. You know, like and, eh, I mean, it looks nice. It does. I think the miniatures are unnecessary and actually kind of drive up the cost of this board game, but... Yeah, because the original's got standees. You know, I mean, do we even need a standee? Can't it be like a little pog, just a little chit, you know, right there? Absolutely. And I definitely don't need a ring. Come on. I don't need a fine art quality metal ring inspired by Alexander's The Great Royal Ring. What am I going to do? Where am I going to wear that? You know, I'm going to go to Dice Tower Con and they're like, oh, I see you backed uh, that and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I don't know. You can use it for role playing. <laughs> yes. This will be it. This ring will protect my virginity. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's what it would be. Like the the Naturo headbands, I don't know. But okay, <laughs> is that what those are for? That's what I think. Is <laughs> the, they they protect the virginity of those dudes okay. that wear them. Gotcha. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, okay. Wow. All right. We managed to record an episode and spend about an hour doing it thanks to this new cast version. I can actually tell what it is. I'm going to have to edit this and figure out if I even like this. And, uh, yeah. So that's it. So there's a, um, I now want to buy, um, how do you say it, Roy? It's not cub. It's cube? Cube. Cube. Yeah. I want to buy cube and throw, you know, um, wood around in my backyard. I want to do that. I've expanded your world. You have, absolutely. Right. And uh, I want to go to this uh, historic, with a K, fest in Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri, home of uh, Grits and Gravy, if you've uh, watched uh, the Spell Show, so World Series World Series of Dice. I hear that the, uh, the Negro League Hall of Fame is in Kansas City, too, and I hear that's a pretty interesting place to go if you're into baseball. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And uh, why in the actual Kansas City logo... Is there like a Western Auto sign? What? I see the. I, I, there is. It's it's, all, it's right there. It's under the E in Fest. And you know, I, I oh, see they have a the couple. Skyline. Okay, the, the skyline. Yeah, they have a couple of bridges that they're proud of. I see those, and they have some kind of weird-looking um, Sydney Opera House yeah, type thing. The Opera House. And oh, so it's the Kansas City Opera House. I, I don't know. I'm, yeah, it must be. You know what that is? That's the shield generator. I can see that. Yep. Absolutely, yes. That's what the ad ats are going for. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then they have like one. They have literally one radio antenna in uh, Kansas City, and that's it on the left. There's, there's only one radio station. One radio station. Yep. Yeah. 
why people listen to this is beyond me as they're listening to it and they go, what the fuck is he talking about? Uh, but yeah, I just wonder why, like, why they have a Western Auto thing. Trivia, I got my best like bikes as a kid from Western Auto and they were like really, really cool. It's a hardware store, right? Hey, Matt. Yeah. When okay. you, uh, Matt, when you're listening to this tomorrow or whenever, comment on Twitter and tell Adam why there's a Western Auto sign. <laughs> yes. Just yeah, just at me on Twitter and like be like why yeah, this is why, you know, motherfucker, is the whole reason why I have a house. It's like they were an industry here, man. Totally yeah. Just, just broadcast okay. it on that one radio station. Yes, on your one I mean I would just assume that's what it is, is there's just one radio station because they obviously have this one tower and they're proud of it. Kansas City, Missouri. Boy, Whoops. we are mapping out stances all over the place. We're against I know. child burning and Kansas City. I know, I know. And then I'm going to actually attend this thing. I want some good barbecue, too. Didn't they, didn't they invent barbecue in Kansas City? No, I heard that. I thought, yeah, they get good barbecue there. Mm. We'll give it a shot. Anyway, uh, I don't guess there's anything left to say. I actually remembered our sponsor, which is nice. And, um, yeah. So hopefully this worked. And when I hit stop recording, it won't just all crash out and, yeah, whatever. And so, anyway. We shall see. All right. So, all right. Good night, and we'll see you guys later. Good night, everybody.